Welcome to the inner room, a space where we ponder the inner movements of our heart to find God by finding examples and instructions in daily scripture readings. The emotions in our hearts can help us or hinder us in our spiritual journey. Open your heart, explore your emotions, and align thoughts and emotions with God's plans for you. When we learn to feel and align our emotions, we advance in our prayer life by loving more deeply, remaining in peace more often, and finding courage for the journey of life. My name is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and a big shout out to my son Marco Niño, producer of this podcast. Sit back or walk with us. You are most welcome here. Have you ever had the desire to be more famous, to be more known, to be more in the limelight? I think it's a very big desire that the youth has today because of social media. They want to have more likes. They want to make sure that others see what they're doing. They create profiles so that they can be known for certain things. And then they don't present other things. Social media has created a platform for that desire of the human heart to be considered, to be in some way applauded and recognized. The readings for today show two people that are in the limelight. Of course, Jesus in the book of Mark, where we've been following him for the last few days, Mark 3, is again talking to the scribes who are accusing him of being possessed by Velsible because he's been doing miracles, if you remember the readings of the last few days. And they're saying, by the prince of demons, he drives out demons. Isn't that the truth? We want to be in the limelight, and then all of a sudden we find that not everybody agrees with what we have said or what we've brought up or what we've done, what we've built. As an architect, I know that there are many constructions and many buildings that others love and I don't like them or, you know, things I've participated in building that others don't like. So personal opinion and personal subjective judgment uh, comes to bear in situations where the things that we're interested in are not the things that others are interested in. So imagine what it is that Jesus is driving out demons that Jesus is building the kingdom of God by healing. And they think that he is part of the dark side. So he's being accused. And what is Jesus' response? He gathers the people, summons them, and begins to speak to us, to all of us, in parables. He takes time. He's patient. Is that what you do when others accuse you or others don't like what you're doing or others post something that is not pleasant on your social media wall. Jesus takes time and he begins to ponder with them. How can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. This is the beauty about the United States of America. The word united is a key word in what has made America a country that others have admired. At the same time, we've had a lot of people hate what America stands for and try to break it down. That's always going to be the case for anybody that is at the top of something. Others are going to be trying to, to bring the person, the nation, the company down. Jesus says, 
A kingdom divided cannot stand. That's the end if that happens. No one can enter a strong man's house to plunder his property unless he first ties up the strong man. Then he can do it. So that is what the Lord is telling us. What within us is ruling our life? Are we allowing with what we are saying, with what we are choosing, with what we are buying, with how we are spending our time? Are we allowing the dark side to take a hold of a part of us because we are the ones who have been given authority of our own lives. But if we leave a door open for the dark side, the dark side will come in. The Lord also tells us that all the sins are forgiven except blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. That is called an everlasting sin. So be mindful of how you speak. Be mindful as the Lord to purify your tongue so that you can actually speak about things that are pleasant to God. As always, we come to the psalm, Psalm 89, to learn how to pray better. The psalm on verse 25 tells us, My faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him. The psalm refers to the first reading where David is made king. In the last week's reading, Saul and Jonathan die. And now we find after a period of grieving and mourning because David loved them both. The tribes of Israel have come down in Hebron because they want to anoint David as the king of the Israelites. And they tell him, you shall shepherd my people Israel and shall be the commander of Israel. What they have heard from God himself. So that is what happens. And uh, David makes an agreement with them before the Lord as he is anointed. It's very important to look at the numbers in the Bible because the numbers of generations and the numbers of when things happen is a way that the Bible shows us how God enters into our history. The world, the universe is mathematical. The distances between the planets, there is a number for the speed of light. Everything can be mathematically uh, delivered into, into a logical framework that our senses and our mind can understand. And in the Bible, in sort of a similar way, uses numbers to teach us certain things about how God enters the human history. We have David that becomes king when he's 30 years old. And what, of course, that reminds us, that's when Jesus starts his public life. And then he reigns for 40 years, which is the number of completion in the Bible and the story today in Second Samuel tells us when, seven years and six months in Hebron over Judah, and then 33 years in Jerusalem over all of Israel and Judah. And of course, we know that Jesus enters in Jerusalem to die when he is 33. So these numbers are not coincidences. They are asking us to remember when we hear what's going on in Jesus's life that the Lord had a plan for thousands of years for how he was going to enter into the human uh, history of salvation. We also find an interesting detail in Second Samuel that he is, David is told that he cannot enter, uh, that he cannot enter the region because the blind and the lame will drive him away, that he's not allowed to enter. But that reminds us that Jesus says, he just said during the reading on the weekend, that 
He has come to set the captives free. He's come to give sight to the blind. He's come to allow the lame to, to be able to stand up and walk. So the connection of the reading is also to what Jesus will do as he enters Jerusalem. He comes for the ultimate sense of freedom that is going to be gained by our Lord when he defeats death. The, read, the first reading ends by saying that David grew steadily and more powerful, for the Lord of hosts was with him. Let us make that our hope, friends, that we can grow steadily more powerful because the Lord of hosts is with us, that we may take influence over our lives, that we may take uh, legislation over our lives, that we may have authority over our lives because that is what the Lord gave us at the beginning of time and that is what Jesus came to restore. In the psalm again, we hear beautiful words. Once you spoke in a vision and to your faithful ones you said, on a champion I've placed, placed a crown over the people I've set a youth. David was very young to become a king and this is the, the hymn that sings of that moment when David, God's servant, is anointed. The psalm tells us about that, anointed with holy oil, and my hand may always be with him, that my arm may make him strong. We can take this and make it part of our own prayer. So let us go to the throne. Father Almighty, you anointed David, and you've anointed us in our baptism. Father, give us courage, give us vision, give us boldness that we may step into our lives as David did. Help us be people after your own heart, Father. Help us be people that are faithful and that you can count on to extend the kingdom of heaven. We ask you that you allow us to be clearly minded about the purpose you've given for our lives and that we may step boldly into the book of life that you've given for us, Father. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.